Hey guys, welcome back to the No Holds Barred Network with another episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host as always, the EVP of Giggles, the heartbreak chick, the queen of the Indies, Tiffany. And today's special guest is so excited. So Hi. my friend Mouse, how are you? Hello. I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited for this interview. I know we've been talking about this for a while and you're finally here. Yay! <laughs> kind of butterflies <laughs> <laughs> uh guys if you're new here to the channel on the under rope serial and no holds bar network here i interview everything independent wrestling whether it comes to promoters wrestlers referees behind the scenes anything independent wrestling i got you covered so if you guys got any questions for mouse feel free to write them in the chat and i'm sure he'll be more than happy to answer all of your questions also Very guys nice like share subscribe do all that fun stuff let's get this party started so and we have a big treat thanks to big boss man matt tremont which we'll do in a few minutes but we're gonna we're gonna start this interview off just a little tad differently than i normally do um but i want to go back because it's so funny to me that all like all the years that I've been watching independent wrestling. And I know I talked to you briefly about this and I talked about it with Bam Sullivan when he was on the podcast as well. It's so crazy to me that I remember you and Bam from SWA in Deer Park, New York. Uh, so it's a little crazy to see there you are. And now here it is like seven years late for me. Anyway, it's like seven years later, you were part of the Hounds of Hatred. Absolutely. That's oh man, that group uh, group brings back some good memories. That was a, that was right at the start of my career too. Um, and uh, Jerry like took a shout out on us, and you know I'm eternally grateful for that. But oh man, that group we had good times with that group, and then you know it descended into internal warfare as it usually does in wrestling. But it was good times for a little bit there. <laughs> it just it's just crazy. Like it's just funny that you just don't know where wrestling can go and there you are and then you're still even like with bam and it's like i'll see you like in the car at the wawa uh, <laughs> with bam like before uh so just to see the expansion there but i mean can you like share a couple like special moments with that with us oh yeah i mean i'll never forget uh at the, at the time i was doing swa shows um at NYWC, which was the main place I was wrestling at the time. Well, at the time, I was actually managing there. So SWA was actually where I got uh, a couple of my first matches, like in front of an audience that weren't on a student show under my belt. Um, and I remember doing a six-man tag against Jerry and uh, Tyler Murphy. And I want to say Chrissy was the third person in it. Um, and... It was, it was honestly, I had a blast with that. That was one of the, like I said, that was one of the first times I got to wrestle in front of a live audience. And it was cool getting in there with people that had been doing it for so long at that point. And doing it alongside with Boo and Bam at the time was great. You know, my feelings on Bam are a little different at the moment. But, uh, you know, that's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Let's go to this because I always usually like to start my interviews off with, you know, like, how did you get into professional wrestling? Like, how, how did you, like, start out? Like, how did you sure. decide you wanted to do this? So, uh, wrestling was always a part of my life. Um, in I want to say in the background of the early part of my life, oddly enough. Uh, my dad was always very into it. Um, he actually... Uh, supposedly i'll never know if he's telling me the truth in this story but uh supposedly he claims that he was one of sergeant slaughter's bodyguards back in the 70s i don't know if i buy that but he claimed uh so my dad was always very into wrestling and my brother was into it when i was super younger and then when i started getting into it, it actually wasn't through watching wrestling but rather through the video games um i got super addicted to them and i would always make my own wrestler or Prior to that, I would always play as the big joke because I'd be like, seven feet, how do I lose? So, um, <laughs> yeah, I was pretty big into the video games. And then over time, I started watching the product in like the mid 2000s. I got really, really heavily into it and then went back and started watching some of the stuff that made it more popular uh, than it was at the time. Um, 
And uh, over time, I got, you know, more involved in watching it to the point where I couldn't miss it. And then um, I've known Bam since freshman year of high school. And despite times being different now, uh, we were best friends for a while. And um, he, when he started training, it just lit a fire under me. And about a month later, I had to start myself. Oh, wow. And time flies, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> By the way, Ryan Redfield's in the chat. What's up? He goes, it's a giant mouse. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. How are you, buddy? <laughs> um, you know what? So we're going to go to this, and then we'll make our big announcement uh, for H2O. So our next question that I was going to ask is, for a fan, that's never seen you in the ring before. What is the go-to match right now? Turn on the TV that they should watch. Oh man. Uh, if I had to pick one match to that really, I think told a story that I'm particularly proud of. Um, I, I would have to give me versus Matt Tremont in the neuro barbed wire match from back in the saddle again, in 2020. That was just a huge opportunity with uh, for me, and I just really couldn't be happier with how the match itself came out. Um, it was my first time ever doing a no-rope barbed wire match, so like that was a really special experience mm -hmm. in and of itself. But then doing it with Big Boss Man, you know, that's that's probably the go-to for me. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know what. We're gonna drop it. We're gonna drop it now. So we're a few minutes early, but we're we're gonna drop it now. So since uh, we're talking about Matt, and then we'll go a little bit back into a little bit with Matt because, like, also the no ropes matches. I love no rope matches because it's something special, um, and you don't see them too much. And when you do see them, they're just fabulous. So. Oh yeah. We're going to go there. So we got H2O. H2O is very special, obviously, to me, the No Holds Barred Network, obviously you and everything like that. And he's letting us announce a match, which is so exciting. So August 28th, get your butt down to H2O, okay? Street justice. And what be better way than to announce one of Mouse's matches, okay? So let's talk about this. Oh my god, number one contenders match. Oof, there's a lot of, I don't even know how to put this. There's a lot going on in this match and the storytelling between all these teams because there's a lot going on that's happened that we had at Hustle Palooza. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen here. But we got Ross and Bradley, Payne and Valen, you and Ball, and the Grimy Bastards. Which is Devin yeah. Moore and Declan Grant. Declan Grant's coming on next week, guys, for the Under Rope series. Just dropping that now. Um, but my goodness, what? Yeah, that's <laughs> a big. Uh, it's a big task. I'm I'm excited for it though. I mean, there's actually uh, a lot of people in this match that I've had, you know, minimal encounters with. Um, you know, obviously Aiden and I have much history as a team and uh, warring against one another. But there's a lot of people that I've only faced maybe once uh, before in, in multi-man matches. Um, as a matter of fact, out of all of the other people in the match, the only ones I've fought in singles matches are um, Devin Moore and Chris Bradley at Undiscovered. But mm -hmm. I guess singles matches really won't be coming into play too much here. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a big challenge. <laughs> Chuck Payne in and of himself is a big challenge. Yes. Yes. I, and again, like I said, there there's a lot going on here because if you guys watch Hustle Palooza, Russ and Bradley want their titles back and Chuck Payne got involved and Fort Hoh left left the building while this was going on. So I don't know what's gonna happen here with Ross and Bradley with Chuck Payne. You know? Yeah, definitely tensions are running high there. Um you know, and it seems like Declan has a lot on his plate right now, so he might be spread a little thin. Um, so, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good about me and Aiden Bale's chances to swoop in and uh, get the victory here, despite me anticipating it being a war. Yeah. Oof. Oof. So, like, <laughs> how do you strategize for a match like this? I mean, thankfully, uh, the extricated, I mean, our entire H2O career has been kind of characterized by chaos. I mean, we came in and 
kind of picked a fight with the boss right off the bat, and we've had so much multi-man warfare experience. I feel like the ball is just kind of naturally in our court, not to sound egotistical, but it's just, you know, that's where we thrive. That's my entire game is unpredictability. So, yeah, nah, it's oof, oof, this match. I'm ready for it. If you guys can get down there, definitely. You guys know I talk about it all the time. I'm usually there backstage doing some indie talks episodes for you guys so you can see what goes on a little bit behind the scenes. Uh, but if you can't make it to this show, please watch it on IWTV. Um, all the HO shows are absolutely amazing. Uh, so this match right here, I'm all for it. Number one contenders. Are you ready to go up against 440H? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, my first chance to get back or to get an opportunity to get back at them is since I lost my belt to Gregory. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty hungry at the moment, to say uh, the least. So if you get this number one contenders, like, is, obviously that's still in the back. I mean, I feel like you have a lot going on as well over at H2O. You and Bam got stuff going on here. Uh, you want your title back with Gregory. Like, there, there, there's a lot. Like, do you feel like something's going to happen here, that there's going to be some interference going on as well? Um, I would say to anybody who wants to interfere and try and cost me anything else, they can expect to leave with a whole bit out of their head. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. All right. <laughs> okay. So I'm ready for it. So definitely check it out, guys, on August 28th. So let's get back a little bit because we were talking about it a little bit with Matt Tremont. Uh, so, like, here it is. Here you are now. You're working with H2O, which is, again, very important here. So, like, how's that, like, transition? Like you said, you've also worked with Matt. You worked with Matt over in the NYWC build, uh, uh, building as well in Deer Park also. And then to come over to H2O and work with Matt Tremont, like, how's that been as well? I mean, it's pretty, uh, when you think about the history there, it's pretty incredible. I mean, we had a pretty bloody feud with The Awakening for the better part of a year, and uh, it ended in, at NYWC in a pretty bloody match. Um, so for Matt to bring us over, considering we were still in the middle of a war with him at the time, and we immediately went right to picking that fight on his home turf, um, it was a pretty strange transition on that front, but over time, uh, everybody involved earned each other's respect. I mean, now H2O is my home away from home. I, you know, I feel like I'm part of the family when I'm there, and I, you know, would like to believe that I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one thing I definitely, like, preach that I could say is that you guys are a family, and I feel like I've been welcome into this family as well. Uh, so it's such, such a nice atmosphere, uh, and I just want more people to get on this train with me on the h2o train so but with that being said since again you have this long history with tremont and i like to ask everybody this all especially all the students but last extravaganza let's talk about it you watched matt tremont retire like how did you feel yeah. with this that oh my god my feelings were running high throughout that entire match for a multitude of reasons i mean we we knew win or lose, it was Matt's last match, you know, that was just part of the build-up to it. So we knew, no matter what, that was going to be the last time we'd be seeing him wrestle. Mm -hmm. So tensions were already high, but then him and Ricky went out and put on a five-star freaking classic yeah. that was literally the epitome of storytelling and wrestling. Like, oh my god, Matt's down on his knees screaming at the top of his lungs. It's just classic. Mm -hmm. Classic. Um... Uh, you know, I would I would have liked for Matt to come out on top for obvious reasons, but that match was just uh, the electricity in that building was off the roof. Yeah, <laughs> I regret like not physically being there. Uh, <laughs> I watched it home and I was flipping out. Uh, so, but I, I wish I, I wish I was there. And it gets packed, and the fans are magical. Is like the best that I can really say because like you really feel it in that building. Uh, yeah. Let me let me stop here because let me let me let me comment on some of these things going on in the chat. Good cop, bad cop said, wait, there are two mouses or is this is that mice? Well, if you see the picture, you can see that you and mouse finally took a picture together. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It felt like uh, something that was destined to happen to just I'm honestly I'm surprised it didn't happen before it did. Yeah. <laughs> 
I love it. I love it. Jeff Cannonball's in the chat. He goes, I assume I'm not in the match because Mouse is ducking me. Confirm or deny? <laughs> Jeff, I'm I'm pretty sure I have a pretty fair amount of wins over you. I'm not ducking nothing. Ooh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I that. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Damn. Okay, well, Jeff, if you want to comment back, you know, like, Oh, I felt that with everything. Bam is in the chat. He goes, how does it feel to be the weakest member of the Extracinated? <laughs> Bam, you tried to have Casanova interfere in our match. You tried to cheat multiple times, and you attacked me before the match and still couldn't get the job done. <laughs> Sounds like you're the weakest link here, buddy. Oh, my God. The shots. I can't. Oh, my goodness. You guys are savages. I can't. <laughs> And Jeff says that kind that kind of hurts. I'm so I'm the, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I'd love to have a match with you. As a matter of fact, I'm the exact opposite of ducking you, Jeff. Anytime you want to have a match, I'm game. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Nolan, I see ya. <laughs> wow, you guys are oof. I love you guys. Like <laughs> good cup, bad caps, all for this and going on in the chat. So, um. I, I guess I should move on, or I don't know if anybody else wants to kind of throw some shade before I move on to another question. Because <laughs> like, oh my god, oh jeez. All right, so let's let's talk about as us being kids and watching wrestling, right? Like WWF was the big thing, right? And now here we are. We have like the Indies, like crazy. We have AEW. We got New Japan. We got Impact. We got all this stuff. Then we got apps, right? We have YouTube, we have, uh, you know, IWTV, we got Fight. It's it's insanity, right, from where we grew up. So how is that transition for you as a child watching this on TV to where we are today? I mean, I think the biggest thing from this transition outside of having more access to watch the product is it really opened my eyes to how many options there are to work. Like, I, like when I was a kid, you know, I heard of, like, the bigger name indies. Things like that, you know, like, you know, Ring of Honor, things like that. But uh, I didn't realize how many independent companies were out there, especially because I didn't start watching wrestling uh, consistently until I was a little later in life. So I guess I I missed out on like a lot of the time when like I would have been asking my parents to take me to shows and stuff like that. Um, so I was never really looking at like local options or anything like that. So, I, I mean, the accessibility now is awesome. I mean, if you want to try to get you know on a show or something you could research the product with ease and then the, the ways to reach out to promoters or make connections are just endless these days yeah it's it's nuts and then i think even me as a fan i think the hardest thing is me trying to get to a bunch of promotions and like i want to support everybody and it's like impossible <laughs> like it's so hard like and i, I want to be at like all the shows and it's nuts, but like you said, there's a million promotions that I didn't I didn't even know existed as well, and I'm still finding out as as I'm going, and it's it's really a, an amazing thing. So, with that being said, like you've been in so many different types of matches, right? Like you've been singles, tags, uh, you know, hardcore, you know, no ropes. Like, is there still? Well, I'm sure there is. I should say, is there still? Like, what is on your bucket list of a match that, like, needs to happen for you? Um, I've never done a cage match. I've done matches that involve, uh, you know, having a cage on certain sides of the ring or things like that. But I've never done, like, a full-on traditional cage match. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's something that's really cool because that just... By the nature of that match, you have a lot of different storytelling elements that you just don't gain or don't have access to in a regular match. Or, you know, even other matches with stipulations, just the whole access of, you know, trying to overcome the wall is a whole different dynamic that you can utilize. Um, so definitely I would like to work something on that front. Um, it's probably the biggest one, you know. Always down to add some razzle dazzle to it too. Throw some barbed wire, make it a hardcore death match. I don't, I don't care, but I think that's probably the biggest stipulation for me. That's uh, still on the bucket list. So, who would be the one that you would want to have this match with? Um, I feel like it I has mean, to be Bam Sullivan. Like, I mean, yeah, let's be real here. 
I'm trying to, I was trying to think of like anybody else to answer the question with, but really <laughs> that is that's the the only answer at this moment. We got we got things we need to settle and uh you know. How about geez. it, Bam? <laughs> I mean, the other person that I think that I would like to see you with is you and Frankie Picard. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When you asked me earlier about any match that I could have anyone watch, uh, you know, I, the other match that came to mind right off the top of my head was me versus Frankie Picard in the TLC match. Um, that match is definitely one of my favorites. So anytime Frankie wants to go in a cage match or otherwise, like, I'm down. That, was, that match is a blast. I was loving your guys' match. I was cracking up because I love the fact of the mousetraps on <laughs> the top of the ladder. I lost my shit. I wasn't there, but I was watching home, and I lost my shit. And I remember tweeting about this to Frankie. And I know, like, me and Frankie had talked about this off air and, like, <laughs> before. But I, I want so badly to be mad at Frankie for putting those in there, but it's so good that I can't be. It was so smart. I, that was, oh my god. <laughs> no, it's great. I love I love watching uh you know the relationships that you guys have and then the chemistry that you guys can actually have in the ring and just the stuff that you guys take to your bodies and it's like I will sit here and I will tell like all of you guys like you know, I appreciate what you guys do for us. You know, like it takes a Thank lot you. of toll. And like, I, I cringe sometimes with some of the things you guys do, but, <laughs> but thank you for entertaining us with, with all your craziness pretty much. No, I mean, not to be that guy, but I'll do the whole flip it around on you. I mean, thank you for the support and things. We, we, we couldn't do it without you guys there to support it and be entertained by it. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, it's 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 so great. Um, so we have a lot of fans that watch and I hear stories. Also, they'll tell me like, um, you know, they want to train. They want to go into wrestling and stories like that. But I do like to ask this, like for you, what was the most hardest part of wrestling when you started? Um, when I first started the hardest part of wrestling. OK, so I'm going to be totally honest with you. I am. A, I'm actually a fairly like uncoordinated kind of clumsy person and it took a lot like a lot of practice to like just not be like i'm constantly walking on my own two left feet and even now i feel like my wrestling style has evolved to uh kind of adapt to my awkward movements and things like that um like i'll give an example i mean like when i'm trying to do cardio to this day i still struggle with jumping um, so I guess that's something I'm still working on overcoming. That's mm -hmm. why you really don't see me doing uh, too many springboard 450s or anything like that at the moment. But they're coming one day. <laughs> oh, I'm here for it. I like watching people evolve. So that's like the best way to put it. And again, like I said, since I know you from years ago, and to like watch you there to where you are now. It's so cool. It's just like it's like that storytelling of like where you're going to go. So it's really, really cool. But where did you come up with the whole nickname Mouse? Um, I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. Uh, I actually didn't come up with this nickname. Okay. Um, I, it was something at uh, NYWC. It was a nickname that was given to me. And, um, and I wasn't originally crazy about it uh, mm -hmm. because the way the idea was originally pitched to me was we wanted you to be kind of like an evil Mickey Mouse and manage the Hounds of Hatred. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm not opposed to managing at all, but I was like, an evil Mickey Mouse? What? Like, what? <laughs> 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 um, so, at first, but, you know, in wrestling, they, they say you take the opportunities given to you and everything. So I said, yeah, no problem. Um, and over time, I slowly went from kind of like this weird gothic, evil prankster to the drugged out cannibal that you know now um and just slowly transitioned it over time and now i'm, I'm thrilled and I, I couldn't be happier that that's the route you know my career wound up starting off on because uh i've wound up falling in love with the character over time but at first like i said it was given to me and i was like okay i, I guess <laughs> 
it's usually how nicknames normally come yeah. around is from somebody else so that's cool that's cool i like that i like that um another question i always like to ask everybody is like do you have any pre-match rituals that you do um yeah actually uh the day of the show and this is you know probably not what most people would recommend doing the uh i normally have a bacon egg and cheese sandwich for breakfast and that's normally like the only really big meal i'll eat throughout the day i'll normally just have lighter things throughout the day uh mm -hmm. up until after i wrestle um and then right before i go through the curtain i give my neck a nice big crack <laughs> oh god how <laughs> just to get myself in the uh, in the mood <laughs> I'm coming near you right before. Skeeve <laughs> <laughs> me out now. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm watching people like go into insane bridges like this weekend, and I'm like, oh my god! I was like, I don't know how you bend your body like that. Like, nope, I'm good. Um, so I want you know we brought it up like briefly. We talked about some of the great feuds that we had, like you said, Bam Bam and Tremont, and me. Like I'll always know him as like Stockade. Um, but let's talk about like some of these moments that you've shared in the ring with them. I mean, you, you, you touched lightly a little bit with Matt Tremont with the, the no ropes match, but I mean, is there any ones that's like sticks out to you? That's so memorable. Um, yeah, uh, this isn't with, um, any of either of the people you mentioned, but, uh, one post match thing that I think will always be a soft spot for me is, um, after the triple, the first triple threat with uh, Bam, myself, and Aiden, um, and unfortunately, that was the match where I um, wound up getting injured. I got my front teeth broken out and, uh, you know, kind of put a damper on things. But up until that point, I was very, very, very happy with the match. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, after the match, uh, me, Bam, Aiden all hugged it out and all that sort of stuff. And then... Um, Matt came out and uh, announced us for the Danny Havoc Hardcore Tournament, and um, I, I think that's probably my most special post-match moment. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's just you know every time you put on a good match and you you could feel the chemistry with the person, whether or not there's like that tangible moment in the ring or it's something after the match, you go back and shake hands and uh, it, you know I mean if you're on that kind of terms with the person, anyways, but. Uh, that sort of stuff there's you just you could feel the respect being built right so to speak and um i think that's you know one of the more special moments in wrestling just in general yeah yeah no i, I love it um by the way like <laughs> i just saw like the chat <laughs> jeff cannonball goes <laughs> he goes wait mouse isn't your god-given christian name <laughs> no i'm sorry buddy sorry to disappoint you <laughs> And good cop, bad cop. I can't with you. Okay. Uh, we have this thing that is just funny because your nickname's Mouse. And there was a whole joke going on between our Ollie podcast with Kyle, like, doing Mickey Mouse voices. Then we got actually Billy Dixon to do a Mickey Mouse voice. So now, good cop, bad cop's in the, in the chat wanting me to ask you to do a Mickey Mouse impression. <laughs> Oh no. no! I don't think I can do that. <laughs> no, no, no. See, like I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I hate you guys so much sometimes. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna move on from that. So, um, what's like the best piece of advice that was given to you? Uh, da -da -da -da. so. I don't know if I would say this is the best piece of advice that was ever given to me, but it was the most memorable piece of advice uh, ever given to me. Um, when I was very early in training, um, oddly, I was a GameStop store manager at the time, and I was away at the manager's conference they have every year, and uh, they were doing something where they were doing, um, for the 2K game uh, for WWE at the, that year, they had a kid there for Make-A-Wish, and uh, John Moxley meeting him was his make wisher Dean Ambrose at the time, of course. Um, so he popped up on stage and uh, he gave him tickets to WrestleMania and things like that. And after the conference, I was standing outside with a couple of friends and uh, I bumped into John Moxley and I, you know, I 
kind of popped a little bit. And then I explained, like, you know, I'm newly training wrestler. Do you have any advice for me or anything like that? And I'll never forget, he literally just put his hand on my shoulder and just said, don't get hurt, kid. And then, <laughs> then walked off. And I was like, all right, solid advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't get hurt. Meanwhile, you're getting trapped with freaking mouse traps by Frankie. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so with that being said, right, so we're going to go back to H2O or whatever. And obviously, like, these kids are incredible that are yeah. training over there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and it's nice even even to talk to, like, vets that are in the business and, you know, like, you're like Tony Deppin's posting on Twitter, like, you know, something special going on at H2O. Uh, with these kids, Brandon Kirk's talked about that he wants to like wrestle everybody. Um, so, who in your mindset is someone that you haven't stepped in the ring with yet that you can't wait to step in the ring with? Oh my God, that's such a hard question because to uh, to Brandon Kirk's credit, I mean, like, I want to get in the ring with all of them. Right. They're all so good. Um, they're at a level currently that I couldn't even imagine being at, at their tenure. Um, I mean, Austin Luke, Marcus Mathers um, come to mind right off the top of my head. I've already been in the ring with Bradley, so uh, Kristen Ross would be up there. Um I've worked with Dylan McKay in a singles match, um, but I mean, I'm sorry, in a fatal four way, but working him in a singles match would be great. Um, when he gets back from injury, I'd love to work anthrax. I feel like there's a good story to be told there. I've never seen, uh, seen such a school with like just such a high level of success rate. where just, they're, they're just constantly killing it. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. And that's why I keep telling everybody. I was like, it's, it's crazy how special it is. And I'm glad like people are now starting to like notice more of how special it is. And I just love even like with all you guys and sitting and talking with preacher and on uh, him talking about people coming in, like to bettering even also the students and you never know who's going to show up at the undiscovered shows as well, which is so amazing. And I love that the, the possibilities of, you know who you could wrestle over at h2o is like endless it seems like you might see someone one day and then they might come back later yeah or they might not and it'll be a special one-off appearance you never know um it, it yeah no they got something good going on on that front they just uh they're really good at knowing what the people want so to speak and then happily giving it to them yeah <laughs> all right so this is a good question all right, here we go, because I like asking these questions. And since Jeff Cannonball's in the chat, like I always like go back to his story with this. Give me one of your best road trip stories. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> so this was right before Bam and I had our falling out. Um, we're driving back from a show. It was just me and him in the car. I want to say it's right before we get onto the Verrazano Bridge. There's a guy... Uh, there's a car pulled over on the side of the road and this man literally leaps into the street, arms waving, stop, stop, please help. And Van slows down and we kind of look at each other and I'm like, do we, do we help him? And Bam's like, no, but then like, we already kind of started stopping. So like the guy, you know, was kind of expecting us to help him. So we wound up stopping, which I do not recommend anyone does. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe that's cold, but so this man, uh, he's panicked. He's clearly rolling on some sort of substance. Um, and he proceeds to tell Bam and I how he is intoxicated, heavily intoxicated and can't drive and how he needs help. And there are like three other cars pulled over, uh, with their hazards on. And he asks us to call the police to have them uh, come pick him up, which is crazy to me because this man essentially was like, hey, call the police and tell them that I'm driving intoxicated and, you know, let them come get me. But whatever, good on him for knowing he was too good, to, uh, not good enough to drive at the moment. Oh so I'm like, OK, sure, man, whatever you want. So I call the cops <laughs> and the, I 
the operator, I shit you not, literally says, oh, another call about that guy? Don't worry, we've dispatched someone already. <laughs> and then we start driving away, and the man immediately starts trying to flag down the next car that's coming. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't, it was a weird, it was a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people realize, like, some of the road trip stories that can happen. <laughs> so that's why I like asking this question. <laughs> Especially people that I know that are go on the road and travel together. So, okay, well... <laughs> If it's not pizza being thrown out the window, them stopping to get freaking. <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't stop for the strange people who uh, who may or may not actually need help. Like we, as me and Bam drove away, we were thinking to ourselves, like, man, that would have been really, really bad if that was just like our roots. Like we would have been pretty screwed. <laughs> <laughs> this is why us New Yorkers get like really bad, <laughs> like name for. Our- like damn it stop doing that crap oh my goodness oh wow okay well that was a great story (laughs) um so let's talk about a little bit about i like asking this too like during the pandemic we had okay like we didn't have much wrestling or whatever but did you pick up any new hobbies during the time that kind of stuck um honestly not really i uh i'm a big horror buff so i'm always just watching horror media uh so, you know, I, I use the time to watch a lot of new horror series, movies, things in that front. And I'm a big gamer on top of it. So I um, I uh, spilled a lot of the time with gaming and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, I, I did transition to, like, trying to work out from home for a bit, obviously, because mm-hmm. gyms were literally not accessible. And I'm uh, right. kind of sticking with that habit more, even though that gyms are open now and kind of finding that I prefer that style, not that the uh, games are necessarily showing yet, but uh, one day. <laughs> there you go. Oh, so I always ask Ryan when I see him every time at H2O, it's like the game of the week. So what's the game of the week for you? Uh, right now, it's oddly uh, this medieval RPG, Kingdoms of Amalar, The Wrecking, Reckoning. It's, um, yeah, it's a really niche niche one um that and i play a ton of magic the gathering and now that there's a phone app for it i've been playing that pretty non-stop oh boy bring the charger for the phone because i know how that is you get stuck in a game and it's like bring the phone charger over here because they go by so quickly and you mentioned you said that you like a lot of horrors i know me and uh g raver we talked a little bit about that like so what kind of like horror movies like are are your interests Oh man, I I love them all. Um, I could go through every subgenre and give you a favorite, whether it's horror comedy, um, creature features, supernatural, uh, you know, any of the subgenres within supernatural, real life killers. Uh, but if I had to pick, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good creature feature, which actually means a bad creature feature because there's very few and far between good creature features. Um, but I'm, I'm a sucker for those or like, even like the really cheesy B horrors. I, I love them. Oh my God. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what me and Raver were talking about. Like we sat there just talking and then it was funny cause it started like a whole chat in the chat room about all the bad B movies that are there. With with the what was it the sofa? Oh my God. Now I'm like, oh blank my God. Of, sofa. oh my <laughs> God. Like, so what's the best one? You recommend because even like G Raper, he likes those movies as well. Like, what, what's like your favorite ones? Um, my favorite B horror movie of all time is this movie called Feast. Uh, it's about a, a bunch of people out in the middle of a uh, desert that's in an isolated bar, and literally just monsters randomly attack the bar, and it's ridiculous. It's gory. It's got crude humor. It's everything you would want out of a B horror movie. <laughs> I love it. And uh Cannonball's calling us nerds. Like, ew. <laughs> I mean, I I never said I wasn't a nerd. Actually, I I pretty heavily embrace my nerddom. Thank you, Jeff. Oh my god. And good cop pack cop stop. He goes, New York has pizza rat, but New Jersey could have pizza mouse. Wow. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> um craziest thing a fan's done to get your attention. Uh, it wasn't necessarily to get my attention, but uh, there was one time where I was wrestling for NYWC, and um, 
there was a gentleman who I, I was getting introed, and apparently there's a third gentleman who goes by Mouse because I was doing my intro, and this man hops the guardrail and jumps in the ring and starts jumping around, and I bumped into him at the uh, after party. Uh, and he says that his nickname at work is Mouse, and that he he was very drunk and thought that he was getting introduced to the, the ring. And uh, so, yeah, that that was pretty hard to not get my attention. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. Uh, you know, I was not too thrilled about that, but it is what it is. Oh my god! <laughs> Do not go over the rails, guys! Like, stop doing that <laughs> stuff. Stop getting involved, and no. Do not do that. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you guys? I don't, I don't get it. Um, so I have like two final questions for you. If you guys have any other questions, please feel free to drop them in the chat. Um, so, you know, what goals do you have left? Or maybe like, let's, let's, let's slim it down a little bit. Within the next five years, okay. like what are some goals that you would like to accomplish? Um, I mean, so I would just like to branch out to more companies. Um, Specifically, I mean, I would love to get any booking I can within uh, anywhere, but uh, everywhere I've wrestled thus far has been in um, the Northeast. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, one of the goals I have with wrestling is, whether it's with a major company or not, is I would just like to travel a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, get to see a little bit more of the world, and uh, it gives me a good reason to do it where I'm not, you know, needlessly or not unjustifiably taking off time from work and things like that. And, um yeah, so just getting to travel, hitting the West Coast would be cool. Um, getting down south would be cool. Anything like that. Is there like a promotion that like you have like your eye on that you would love to work? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to get down to No Peace in Florida. Um, they, I've been, I, I would love to just get down. With, I, I feel like I know a fair amount of the guys that they're down there already, so um, I feel like it'd kind of be a natural fit. Just waiting for the right moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you around all over over there one day. So that's a, that's a good goal to have. Um, so, uh, by the way, Jeff said he goes. I like to point out that my comment was about video games, not horror. Horror rules. Oh, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> We're all nerds in our own way. <laughs> um, so for my last uh, question that I have for you so again like we have a lot of fans that listen in uh, they look for advice I hear the people leave me comments they tell me that they would love to train at H2O one day or whatever I know there's a uh, shout out to Sky I know she like loves all you guys and you guys are like very important to her as well um, but you know for for fans out there that are looking to get into wrestling, right? Uh, what's like a best piece of advice that you would give somebody looking for, you know, to do so? Um, until you get like until you get established, uh, just listen, listen to everybody who's willing to give you advice. You don't necessarily, you know, have to follow that advice. Uh, wrestling, they say, is like ice cream flavors. You know, there's going to be things that work for one person that don't work for someone else. But at least be willing to hear that advice. And if the person giving you the advice is somebody that you're working for, then definitely follow the advice. Uh, but just try to try to become an amalgamation of everything that or of all the advice that everyone gives you, and you'll eventually learn to pick and choose what flavors work the best for you awesome. also come up with a unique character that helps yes <laughs> <laughs> you'll remember you'll be remembered i love it i love it i love it i love it um so again if you guys have any more questions just drop in the chat so we're gonna go into uh again we're gonna go back into some matches that you have coming up again we talked about the number one contenders match at H2O on August 28. We're looking forward to that. So you have some other ones coming up. So let, let's let's talk a little bit about that. So uh, I have I have the thumbnails here for you. So you have a tag team match with uh, Christian Dunes uh, and then against Dirty Deeds. Actually, that's on my birthday on Saturday. So Ooh, that's exciting. Happy birthday. Thank you. So NY, uh, NYWC, like, you know, such a great... Uh, promotion. I've been there a lot. I'm glad like now New York is starting to run again. So, and I know it's a special place for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, I said H H2O is my home away from home before, but NYWC is the home when I am home. 
Um, it's pretty. I'm pretty intrigued for the match on Saturday, just mm-hmm. because I have I have nothing against Christian Nunez at all. Uh, but he's not somebody that I ever envisioned tagging with, and you know, not out of any ill will or anything. Just you know, not something I foresaw. Uh, so it's pretty random pairing, but I recently worked against him in a triple threat last month, and uh, he was killing it. So I'm pretty confident in our ability. I, I, I think we're both uh, we're both strong enough players that we'll be able to step up to the dirty deeds, no problem. And that'd be fun. So, and then you have a match with Dalton Grant. What date is yeah. that? It's not on the, the poster here. Which Do you know the date that it was? Uh, that is August 21st. Okay. And that's actually, that's down in North Carolina. So I guess speaking to that traveling goal a little bit, that one will uh, help me get to that a little there. Ooh. <laughs> Guys, if you got any recommendations of places that he needs to go eat, like, you know. Go, go yes, leave them in please, the. Please send them my way. <laughs> let <them> know. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, that's so exciting. So, uh, and you got we have the the photo here that Jonesy. You got some merch. How cool is this? You know what? I'm gonna expand this for you guys. Like, this is like Jonesy, man. Like, yeah, they they killed that design. The color scheme pops. I, I love the grindhouse theme for it. He he literally killed it. Um. They're taking pre-orders on that only until the 16th, though. So there is that. Um, and they have discount codes going if you um, get multiple shirts listed on their website. Find that at jonesycollects.com. <laughs> oh, so how does this work with working with uh, Jonesy? Like, you tell him, like, what you're looking for, or is it just an envision that he kind of puts together? I mean, I'll... I'll be totally honest with you. I don't know if this is like the standard for him, but in my case, he really kind of nailed it. He uh, he approached me and said, "Hey, uh, I would like to do a horror collaboration with you. Um, do you have any specific horror elements that you would, you know, if you're okay with it? Would do you have any specific horror elements you would like me to make a design for?" Um, or anything like that and uh you know i gave a few suggestions um that he drew up he actually drew up a a few different designs um and then was like i'm he essentially was like i'm literally doing all of the work i'm gonna do the design i'm gonna do the printing i'm gonna do the shipping i'm i'm doing it all and uh yeah no i i really like i said i don't know if that's how it normally goes down but in my case he he gave me the illest hookup i've ever heard of so cool like i've seen i've seen other other shirts for other wrestlers that have been so cool and i was like oh and now we got we're gonna go into the fall real soon so now we got the long sleeve going on which so neat i love all the hoodies and sweatshirts and all that great stuff nothing like uh you know that time of the year that i love good to old be in hoodie that. weather yes yes <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said so if people want to come find you on the socials, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, on Facebook, I have a page just titled Mouse. And then on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at Mouse Has Rabies. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's so great. So, guys, buy the merch. Support Mouse. Go follow him. Go on the IWTV app and YouTube and all that fun stuff. And uh, go search him. Definitely check him out at H2O coming up. Like I said, go support at NYWC and all that fun stuff. But Mouse, thank you for coming on, chatting with me. It was fun. And I'll see you soon. We'll be able to get some more uh, backstage interviews at uh, the next time I see you over at H2O. I will go running laughing again. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so, guys, thank you again so much for hanging out with us today. Support independent wrestling and stay safe. And we will talk to you soon. You guys have a good night. Thank you. Bye, everyone. <laughs>